This is The Healthy Sensitive, episode 30. Welcome everyone to The Healthy Sensitive, a podcast dedicated to helping introverts and highly sensitive people reach their full potential. I'm Leah Burkhart, your hostess on the show, and today what I want to talk about is sex. Now you'll have to forgive me, being a female, I have a very, I don't know, specific paradigm that I'm looking through when I'm having this conversation about sex. Um, To start a bit broadly, what I'll say is that I happen to think sex is an important conversation to be having, if for no other reason than simply because we here in America seem to have a really tough time having it. And anything that ties the tongues of people that I know seems worth talking about, because if it's tripping this up, it must be interesting. So that's one reason why it's got my interest. Another is, well, this is a podcast about health. And it's really hard not to have an honest conversation about a person's health without, at least at some point, having a conversation about sex and sexuality. It's a pretty primal part of our lives, even if we'd really prefer not to admit it. And then to make it a little bit more specific and personal, I'm fascinated by the topic because I'm a woman, and a highly sensitive introverted woman to boot, and there's all of these complex overlying assumptions about what women like myself should want, do want, don't want, can't want. And I don't think it's just me that struggles with it. There's, I think, I mean, men are put in these positions where they're only allowed to express their sexuality in a very specific sort of way. And the same thing goes for women. And to start with then, what I'll say is we women, well, we're in kind of a weird situation. Women, as a rule, on a pretty universal level, are presumed not to be interested in sex. This is especially true of introverted women and highly sensitive women to boot. I mean, I would say that most of us are considered to be prudish. Like, let's say, take me for example. I'm 32 years old. Uh, I'm passionate about philosophy. I'm passionate about health and self-development. I love spending my time having really rich conversations over a campfire and either a very nice, well-brewed cup of tea or a very well-aged glass of scotch. None of that necessarily would speak sex and sexuality. It doesn't ooze sensuality in it. So I think a lot of people would presume, me being who I am, that I'm probably am not interested in it at all. And if they did have that assumption, they would be wrong. I happen to think sex is fabulous. So I kind of want to like break this down a little bit and start talking about where these assumptions are coming from and how it might be hurting all of us. So to start with, women, they're assumed not to like sex, or maybe it's more fair to say that women are assumed to be at best neutral about sex, and they might like it well enough, but really, they only really want to use it as a tool to be able to get the thing they actually want. So, for example, women don't actually want to have sex, but they're willing to have it, so long as it means that if they give it, they can have a monogamous relationship, or a pretty car, or pretty jewelry. So, it's not that we necessarily love or hate it, it's more like a tool. Men, meanwhile, are constantly in need of it. They can think of nothing else. 
Dave Chappelle said this in one of his stand-up comedy you know, bits where he said, a man's quest in life is a woman. A woman's quest in life is material. And I believe he said one line where it was it's something to the effect of, if a man could fuck a woman in a cardboard box, he wouldn't buy a house. It's funny. Like, it's great material, and it warms the crowd up to him. But it's also wrong. <laughs> I mean, or at least it's not correct for all of us. So where does this even come from? Why, are, why is it presumed that women don't want to be having sex or that they're disinterested? Well, first of all, you see this all the time in culture. So you'll notice that in pop culture, in sitcoms in particular, there's always the Neanderthal-like man who's sex-crazed and can think of nothing but his next score. And he's typically with a woman who, rolling her eyes, is trying to figure out ways she can get out of sex or ways that she can use it to be able to, get, to sort of manipulate him and get what she wants. And we laugh and we think, oh, boys will be boys. And we think, oh, those women, though. But it's not just in popular culture. Science seems to have the same idea, at least when it comes to casual sex. So it's presumed that women, based on, I don't know, some kind of science, it shows that when women have sex, evidently they produce oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone, the same one that gets produced when we have babies. So women, according to some research, says, they just, what's the best way to put it? Women aren't evolutionarily programmed to want things like casual sex. So even if you're dealing with a woman who wants to have it, it's only really going to be in the context of a romantic relationship. To which I can only say, well, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say that that's bullshit, but I will go so far as to say this. I don't really think that women are incapable of having casual sex. I think women dislike casual sex. At least they like it less than men because men are bad at it. This might be just my personal subjective opinion, or at least I used to think it might be. You know, because in my personal experience, when I'm having casual sex with a guy, the guy has never really been all that interested in whether or not I'm enjoying myself. And try as I might, in the softest of tones, it doesn't really seem to have much of an impact. They're in it for their pleasure, and I'm just sort of along for the ride. And so, given that, <laughs> given that it sort of seems to take guys being in a more committed relationship before they're willing to entertain such questions as, what does she want out of this? That may be why women are more inclined to enjoy themselves when in a romantic relationship. Just saying. I used to think that was just my personal opinion, but the science backs this up. So sex researchers have found that if you have two consenting adults who are both equally enthusiastic about the prospect of having casual sex, men will orgasm twice as often as women, which means boys, seriously, get it together. And now keep in mind, I'm primarily talking about heterosexual relationships here. And that's because, I mean, I could do more research on other types of couples, but I'm speaking on some level from my own experience, and I'm a heterosexual female. So my apologies, I in no way am aiming to suggest that my experience encompasses all, or even that the science that I'm looking at is universally encompassing all. So with that disclaimer, I do think it's interesting that it turns out women, this is based on more research, actually have just as high as, if not a greater than <laughs> sign next to it, interest in sex than men. Like They're just as interested, if not more so. The reason why we were mistaken about this, according to some of the researchers, is simply that we weren't asking the right questions before. 
Now we're asking the right questions and we're prepared for the answers. So if all of that's true, and again, this isn't even just talking about introverts and highly sensitive women. I'm solely talking about heterosexual women versus heterosexual men. Why do women seem to be sort of labeled as sex neutral? Well, a big part of it is it's not that they're so much neutral. It's that to be frank with one's sexuality as a woman, it comes with a certain amount of risk. I mean, if you think about this, if a man risks putting himself out there to a woman, heterosexual, heterosexual, just to be clear, he risks getting rejected. Rejection hurts. I'm not discounting that. That's an ouch. But if a woman puts herself out there, she's risking two pretty big things. First, she's risking her social status. She could be slut-shamed, which may or may not really make a difference in her behavior, who really knows. But on some level, she's risking her social standing, which just isn't really true for guys. On the second level, she's risking her physical safety. How many times have you... Well, I'm sure none of you, my dear listeners, have ever thought this. But, I mean, when a woman puts herself out there, on some level, we as a culture have condoned whatever violence that might be inflicted upon her because she should have known better, right? P.S. If you're looking for proof of this, I, proof is sitting in the Oval Office. And I'm not just talking about the A number one president. I mean, it's been a whole slew of folks that are not really proving themselves to be honorable in the sex department. So if you want some proof, just saying. Politics aside, when it comes to women and their willingness to be frank about their sexuality, they certainly can be, but they're not really encouraged to be. So now you've got all of these layers, right? So they might want to have sex, but if they're frank about it, they might risk their social standing or their physical safety. And on top of that, even if you have the perfect situation, a woman who wants to have sex, who's meeting a guy who also wants to have sex, and they just have a casual encounter, chances are he won't be that good at it. I'm a little ticked off about all of this. I don't think this is right. And this is now adding more complexity to the issue. Now we also have to consider the possibility that introverted women also want to be having sex, but they're going to have even more of a difficult time trying to figure out how to say it in a way that's frank and clear and concise and effective. Part of the issue here too, and it, cause so let's scratch all the, the bullshit about, okay, women do like it or they don't like it. Men are good or they're bad. Let's just really get down to brass tacks here and talk about whether or not women, men even like women who are being frank about their sexuality versus women who are not. Women as a rule are allowed to take one of two roles. They're allowed to be the Madonna or they're allowed to be the whore. This is based off of Freud's psychology, where he found that there are a number of men who have trouble. What's a nice way of saying it? I'll just go. Men tend to have trouble getting it up for women that they might be in a committed relationship with, as opposed to a woman who's just hot and they're not in a relationship with. And this, by the way, is not just guys. There's a lot of research out there that just suggests all human beings, when it comes to arousal, are very interested in novelty. And while the person who's baking you cookies when you come home from work might be lovely, that's not hot. It's lovely. So and it's a very different thing. So I'm not sitting here trying to suggest, oh, it's all just men and their awfulness. No, 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 no. Not at all. But women are kind of stuck in a not-so-great situation. Because think about it. For me, as a woman, let's say that I am out to have a casual sexual encounter. And I'm willing to put myself out there. 
I'm not a bodacious babe. I'm not bold. I'm not somebody who's going to wear my sexuality on my sleeve. Or maybe the better way to put it is I'm not going to wear my sexuality on my strapless push-up bra. It's not, some, it's not in, in me. I don't have that kind of personality. So what is a person like me, a highly sensitive, fairly, how would I say it, cautious person? I wouldn't say I'm shy. I like talking with people, but it's not exactly easy for me to just go out there and be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so it's not an easy thing for women like me who are just sort of out there trying to live a life to, well, get our needs met in that respect. And I think that's wrong. Now, add back into this, and I did mention I would get here, the problem with just what it means to feel, to be a highly sensitive person on the subjective level. Apparently, according to Aaron's research, highly sensitive people have a very specific experience when it comes to their sexuality. In general, they tend to find that sex is extremely powerful. Um, it's very stimulating. They tend to be aroused with very light touches of flirtation. And they tend to be turned off by too many distractions. Another way of putting this is that highly sensitive people, men and women, are to sex as Goldilocks is to porridge. So can you imagine being a highly sensitive, introverted female who also likes to have sex? How on God's green earth are you going to have this conversation? Do you just put up a sign and say, hey, I'm into it? I mean, no, it doesn't really work that way. And we can't have frank conversations. I mean, we've just barely really gotten to the point where we can normalize introversion. I mean, now it's kind of almost popular with Susan Cain's quiet, and we've sort of started to champion people who might be on the quieter side of things. Highly sensitive people are still, yeah, there's a lot of stigma associated with being sensitive. We see sensitivity as a potential weakness, as a vulnerability that can be exploited and therefore must be protected, either that or pretended away. So it's hard enough being a highly sensitive person, just going about your daily life, trying to make it in the world, trying to make a living, saying to all of the people around you, nah, nah, I'm cool, even as you cringe with that next weird sound that your colleague makes in the cubicle next to you, or even as you ache in the head from the fluorescent lighting above you. That's hard enough. And now we also have to be able to have frank conversations about sex. But maybe this is just me. I mean, maybe I'm the only one who's getting frustrated by this. And why would I even care? Maybe, I mean, why is this something that we should all be talking about? Well, I would make the case that sex is kind of a non-negotiable issue. I mean, I'm not saying that you must be having it in order to be healthy. But what I am saying is you've got to be really clear about what kind of relationship you want with sex to be a whole, fully integrated human being. You might not want to ever have sex. I believe they call that asexual. Not interested. Just not your thing. Well, then you need to be really comfortable with that fact. You need to be able to own that. And with every engagement with a potential romantic partner, be able to say, hey, just so you know, not into it. Won't ever be. Back off. Hands to yourself. If you're willing to do that, we can continue. And in the flip side, there are people out there with just a voracious hunger. It's, they're insatiable. Those folks also need to be really clear about the relationship they have with their sexuality. And I don't even know if those two ends of the spectrum are healthy or unhealthy. I make no claim to judge, and I'm certainly not in a position where I can. But there's that need to know. You need to be clear. 
I mean, relationships are hard enough, and if anyone tries to tell me that sex isn't something that could be a deal breaker, then they're high. Yes, it can. And it's even more difficult for pleasers, which most highly sensitive people tend to be, to be frank about what their needs are in some of the most easy and casual circumstances. I know highly sensitive people who have a tough time saying to people that they love, hey, I know it's your favorite coffee shop, but quite frankly, every time we go, I end up with a migraine. I can't handle that level of like stimulus for long periods of time. Can you imagine that person having to be able to say something like, yeah, the thing that you think I like? Not really into it. Sorry. <laughs> Could you just not? <laughs> and it's rough, right? Because, I mean, if you want to be seen as a sexual being, especially if you're a woman, the assumption is that you're going to be somebody who's just into whatever, baby. I love Jack Rabbit sex, honey. You can go ahead and... I don't know, explore whatever orifice you deem worthy of your exploration. Go for it. I mean, that's the assumption. We're either going to be the, the woman who's going to wear it on her sleeve or we're going to be the woman who, well, doesn't like it at all. I might be completely off base here, and maybe all the women that are listening to this, if you are at all, are thinking, what are you talking about? This is a totally easy subject. Or maybe there's a lot of you out there being like, God, no, I don't like it at all. I have no idea. But I think it's a worthwhile conversation to start stirring up. Not just for women, not just for men, and not just for highly sensitive people. But since this is a podcast that is intended for highly sensitive and introverted people, I would love to hear your take on this. What is your experience? Do you find that this is a difficult topic to broach? Either very generally, maybe like, you're okay with talking about it, like if it's an intellectual conversation, but it's less easy for you to talk about it on a personal level. Like, what's your experience? I would love to know. Um, I'd love to hear from you. You can come to my website at www.thehealthysensitive.com. Um, you can email me. My email is on the website as well. I mean, just, yeah, tell me. What do you think? And is it worth talking about? And if not just talking about, is it worth doing?